This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees. You're tuned in to 7 to 9 a.m. And we're going to be with you for the next hour. But who are we? It's me, Zoe G, and Michaela Preston. Yes, it's nice to be in studio again. I always have fun with you, Zoe. Yes, me as well. It's really just such a such a blessing to be able to come in here every Monday, maybe some other days as well. But every Monday for the past couple years, I've been in the studio and I love it. You know, literally when I see you, I think of Monday fun day. <laughs> it's I a vibe. It. I love that that's my that's my brand now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have a very fun-filled show packed for you guys. We have Michaela has done some interesting things this weekend that she cannot wait to talk about. You've got some relevant tips that you guys might find very useful in your everyday life. We have a Bible quiz that you guys know you want to get involved with. You know, schools have started, so you might as well also just start going back to testing and assessments. And then we have an interesting fact that you guys can use in your next general knowledge test or quiz, whatever it is. But in the middle of all of that, we have a very interesting interview with a very amazing and special woman who is gracing us on the airwaves tonight. You guys should stick around. That interview is going to start at about 20 past seven. And it's one that I think many people would benefit listening to. Don't you think so, Michaela? I definitely agree. You definitely have to tune in for that interview because it's something you don't want to miss, guys. Yeah, but let's just take a short music break and we'll be back as Michaela tells us what she was up to this weekend. So we add what we did this weekend. But before I start, guys, I would love to know what Zoe did this weekend. So Zoe, tell us. Girl, you know that I did like nothing this weekend like <laughs> i mean i saw a few of my friends you know um i have a friend that's moving across the country to go study so i saw her for the last time this weekend and another friend who's about to start her pg literally all my friends who they're like the two friends i have left who are still studying i saw them because they're about to start soon but i didn't do anything that was out of the ordinary you know i'm about to start a journey myself so i'm trying to rest that's what i've mainly been doing this weekend seeing people and resting so let's go to michaela because i know she was killing it this weekend (laughs) okay guys i have been looking forward to go traveling with my family and so we are doing the msc on uh soon and um so before i'm leaving I decided that I was going to go do putt-putt, but not like a normal putt-putt. I went to the glowing room. Oh, So this is like putt-putt in 3D. Wait, is it? I think I've seen pictures of this place. It's like it's a dark room and people look like they're luminescent, right? Exactly. Oh my. And it was such a vibe, guys. They, they are illusions. They give you 3D glasses and it just... For me, personally, putt-putt was so dry and so boring. But doing putt-putt in this glowing room was just amazing. I had so much fun. And it's not even that expensive, Zoe. Hmm. It's 139 per person. Hmm. And there's 18 holes, like a course, literally. And you go through all these obstacles and you see all these 3D things there's places to eat there. Oh, wow. It is such a nice vibe. And I had so much fun. And if you have event, they have a room in case you have a theme party or you want to host an event there. And they charge 239 per person. And that is 
also coming with the 18 holes and then a two hour one and a, well two and a half hours of another event glowing room that you can actually get entertained in so it was so much fun guys if you check out this place and check out the pictures it's in table view really yeah it's in table huh. view it's not that far i would not have guessed that oh. i would have imagined it was somewhere very far away that i have to journey to like the regular putt putt no. place no sorry that's around the corner from me <gasps> oh my goodness i'm there <laughs> so uh, if you check out the pictures google grow glowing rooms and you will see the putt putt courses that they have the glasses that comes with the prices and when they're opening um they are available all the time like literally from 8 8:00 to till about 5:00 they are open guys so have fun enjoy yourself i promise you it's something you don't want to miss if you're about that glowing in the dark vibe definitely the place to be Yeah, that sounds really fun. I can't wait to try it. I'm sure you guys listening will also be trying that soon. Now let's just hear some tips that I think you guys would like if you're especially struggling with concentration. Zoe on 180 degrees. So you're tuned into 180 degrees on 79 AM and we are here in the tip section of the show and we have five tips for those of you who are out there struggling with concentration, you know. It's the middle of January. I'm sure by now everyone has gone back to work or school. Unfortunately, the students are still on holiday, but you will need this tip eventually. So I have five things you guys might want to consider doing if you want to improve your concentration as you start your academic or work year. The first one is to start by training your brain. Playing certain types of games can help you get better at concentration. These games do include Sudoku, crossword puzzles, chess, jigsaw puzzles, word searches, memory games. A study in 2015 showed that of almost 5,000 adults, spending 15 minutes a day, 5 days a week on brain training activities can improve concentration. So I didn't just decide that because I wanted someone to play chess with me this weekend. It's actually factual. The next one is to improve your sleep. Now, sleep deprivation can easily disrupt concentration. I mean, I know most of us can remember a time when we probably pulled an all-nighter to meet a certain requirement and when we were there the next day, it was only between us and prayer that kept us from falling asleep during that exam, guys. Sleeping is so important and it's great for concentration and Uh, against what most people think all nighters are actually more harmful than useful the next one is to make time for exercise now this is one i know michaela is definitely believing in because i know she's a regular gym fanatic i love it zoe like how can you not start your day with a gym session wait start the day i'm going to have to dispute you on starting the day but you know eventually getting that session that's starting important. and ending that's how you should start and end your day oh i don't know if i can I don't know if I can vouch for that, Michaela. <laughs> We will pray for you, Zoe. Definitely. You know what? Honestly, do because I feel like the people who start their day with a workout have their lives together. Mm. So I can thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's increased concentration among many benefits of regular exercise. A 2018 study looking at 116 fifth graders found evidence to suggest that daily. like Michaela said physical activity could help improve with both concentration and attention after just 4 weeks or a month so why would you not want to get into that there's so many gyms everywhere popping up virgin actives planet fitnesses viva gyms so there are opportunities there and if not you know you can always go jogging 
Or you can just do some home workout exercises, maybe. Or even putt-putt. Even putt-putt. And guys, it's in Mulnerton if you were looking to go again. <laughs> it is in Mulnerton. Yeah. And yeah, that's another fun way of getting physical Very and, true. you know, working the mind. Yeah, I feel like a lot of you are what I did this, this weekend. Do you involve a lot of working out? Like mm-hmm. the rock climbing you exactly. spoke about? So that's very beneficial. The next one is to spend some time in nature. If you want to boost your concentration naturally, try to get outside at least every day just for a short period of time. If you live in an apartment, I'm sure you could go walking around. Maybe there are some trees in your complex or maybe on your balcony. You could start your own like mini garden there and be in nature there. I find that when I go out in my balcony, which is covered with like I think I have 20 plants out there. It feels like I'm actually outside in nature. And then the next, but the final one is just to take a break, man. You know, sometimes you just need that break. I'd be doing that one a lot. I'd be doing that one too much. (laughs) (laughs) I need to find some balance. I'm not going to lie. But that is the last one. Taking a break from work or homework can increase concentration, actually. It might seem counterintuitive, but experts have said that this works very well and as someone who does this i can agree that sometimes you do just need to take a break but that's all we have for you guys we're just gonna go into a quick song and then you guys should stick around because we have a fantastic woman coming to speak to us and have a conversation that you guys do not want to miss 180 degrees on radio cape pulpit 7 to 9 a.m 180 degrees on i am youth movement we are at the interview section of the evening and we have Yolanda Myers with us who is an amazing woman honestly guys this woman can sing till you are like well I can say she can sing you to heaven she's an amazing singer and has a heart of gold a businesswoman at that as well and I'm just so excited for what you will be telling us today yeah hi everybody I'm Yolanda Alicia Myers, that is. Um, I'm really blessed to be here. It's such a great opportunity. I'm an introvert, but I'm I'm here with the with the with the angels, God's angels behind and next to me. Um, yeah, that is so awesome, and we are happy that you are joining us this evening. Thank you. You know, I just I love the girl time. I'm not gonna lie. Me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Don't worry, for the next 20 minutes, we're going to take you out of that introvertedness. Mm, <laughs> I'm ready. You can believe Zoe on that one. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so the first question I really wanted to ask you is, tell us about your journey with the Lord. Wow. Um, I would say it started out when I turned 16. I think I, I have a background where my family, um, all of them, they served the Lord. My grandfather was pastor. Um I was the only youngster in our family that has not given my heart to the Lord. I've always had family coming over, church, pastors. Um, So our house was a hub for Christians, believers, prayer time and things like that. And I would stand outside or I would just literally go sit in Grant's car and find myself there because I weren't too chuffed with what was going on in and out around me, um, especially in my home. I didn't understand Christianity. I haven't been the one being um, uh, involved in, in, in church. However, I have been there every Sunday just mm. because I'm a child. I had to be there until this very day. I was invited um, to come. Uh, everybody knew that I was singing, so I had to sing a song. 
And uh, that is when I literally discovered and experienced the Holy, the Holy Spirit and God's anointing um, coming over my life. And I think that it was a moment of stunned for me because I was six. I just turned sixteen, and um, I looked at my granddad, and and he asked me to sing another song. And that is actually when I, I, I just literally went on my knees and I reached and I cried out to the Lord and nobody actually led me to the Lord. Um, I, I, I asked literally God forgive me and save my soul. And I was weeping and crying and I found myself singing and singing. And that is when I discovered my gifting. Um, I knew I was singing. I always sang, but I knew uh, I just discovered that um, there was some prophetic mm. um, anointing upon my 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 singing because uh, after that very instant uh, it was just a, a time of worship at the age of 16 I've never made anything about it um, I didn't go to church back that Sunday the following Sunday I never went I never went back but it was a it was a good journey up until I turned 19 when maturity came and when I step into leadership youth etc etc and it was a good run for me up until I got married. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah, it was good. If you want me to continue, I will. You know, the funny part is that that, that um, indirect force of having God around in your presence, like your parents won't necessarily force you to go mm. to church, but they would have like church around you. Yeah. So it indirectly forces you to just, you know, mm. be in that presence and that space. Guys, don't ever stop doing that around your children because it does kind mm. of work. Yeah. It does work. I, I feel it so. It definitely worked with me because I was, I, I would say I was the stubborn one. Mm. I was the one that retaliated whenever there was outings or youth um, ceremonies or anything that pertains youth and Sunday school. I, I would go sing. The only thing I do, I would do the acting because um, I was good at it when I was, yeah, in my childhood. So, however, um, it is good what you're saying and it's the truth because I was one of those parents that wanted my children to just be in church. I've mm. got two kids. One is 18 today and the other, the eldest one is 21. Uh, both live in Sweden and Ooh. they're living their lives. Yeah. Uh, but I was one of those parents that wanted my kids and whenever I'm on stage, I would want to see my child being in the pews, among the pews, or being in the Sunday school, and I would be the one making sure that they go. But at the end of the day, there was a knock and there was a nick. When I changed church and fellowship at another um, uh, congregation, a church, and my one son, my other son, was um, retaliating, and he said that um, he was rebelling. I'm not ever t- going back to a church. And um, I did not want to leave him in that space so i said you decide what you're going to do whether you're going to go with me but as long as you're in a church for me Mm. it was all about i want you to be in a church but you know as time went on i came to realize that um you are the church for your family Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you become the church and when i um one evening i came home and i said but this is not how I want my life to be. My son is going to have to make his own decision one day. I would love him to be with me. I want to show him the way, direct the ways. Um, and that evening I said to him, until you are no more, you don't want to go where I go, but we're going to have church in this house. Mm-hmm. And we started praying. And I had my moments where we had altars at nighttime, even if it was just for 20 minutes. And that grew my young child up until where he is right now. And I'm pretty sure that he knows um, 
what was invested in him. And I believe that that will take him further in life. Uh, do not push. Do not force. That is the key. Don't force your kids. Don't, don't, especially pastors. Do not force the issue. Um, you are pushing them away, most definitely. Sometimes when you just say one thing in your house, when you do what you should do, what you would do for your church and your congregation, do it to your own children first in, mm -hmm. in the house and you will see the investments you have made would be substantial. Zoe, I hope our parents are listening to this because <laughs> we both passed as kids. Oh, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're too old now. <laughs> well, it can start anyway, you Very know, true. at age 21, 27. Yeah. One thing is that kids don't lose their way. Like they, they might they might lose their way, but God always tends to pull them back. Very true. Um, and that is if you if you if you teach your child from small, you uh, you know, like bring them up in the church. It it really that scripture really uh, is evident in kids mm. who were raised up into the church. As my as much as they would distance themselves from the church or try to run from it, God always kind of throws that lifeline. Yeah. And I was going to say that. Yeah, there is a lifeline most definitely. Um, I remember my youngest son. Uh, this might sound funny, but um, he got ill at, at school and I had to go and fetch him and we came home and he said, Mommy, I know that if you're going to pray for me, this is, I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be okay. So that really thing, every, every time when he fell ill, there was a thing at the age of 12, 13. I mean, who in today's life still believe God's going to heal you? And it was an investment made in the spirit realm. And I thank God today that they know that prayer moves, prayer heals, you know, prayer restore. And um, if we can just, just go back to the basics, you know, it doesn't have to be that major. You need to be in church. Everybody's going to see that you, you, you're not in church and I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a leader in the church. You know, the pressure, the peer pressure, even in Christianity, it's heavy on our kids and on our youth. And I was one of them as well. And I would say my eldest son was one of them until my eyes opened, you know. So, yeah, take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you come from a heavy background and you've been through a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh so I just wanted to know like Okay. You see, yeah, you've basically been through a lot, guys, and I'm I'm saying this from a pain point because I know uh Yolanda personally. So she came out of a divorce um some time ago and now is newly married. Okay, very soon. And um, I just want to know, like, because a lot of people have a lot of things to say about it and against it, you know, being a Christian woman. What is your stance on it? Oh, it was quite a rough and rocky road for me. Um, I never, nobody gets married to get a divorce. Mm. Um, that's one thing that everybody needs to know. And right now the divorce rate is so high, and it's especially in our Christians and our believers. You know, in the church, when you look around, we hear this one is the word, that pastor, that bishop, you know. Mm. Let's be real. I, I, like, I like being real. So um, it happened with me. I, I got married when I was 22, 21 that is, sorry. And I was at a young age because I believed in purity. Yeah, I believe that if I feel I want, like what the Bible says, you know, um, sex before marriage is totally out for me. We got married and I had a very strict grandfather. And um, whenever we, I dated my first boyfriend, which was my husband, um, 
in the situation, sadly. <laughs> but, you know, for, for someone out there listening tonight, um, it is good. You know, don't go around um, dating. Uh, if you have a purpose, if you know you have a purpose, um, call upon the Lord for mm-hmm. His will, for that purpose to, to, to actually happen in your life, um, to be fulfilled. I, I got married and I was married for about nine years. Uh, within that nine years, I had my two sons um, after being married. Um, and I never thought that I would come to a point of uh, divorce. It was very hard for me. The decision wasn't mine. Uh, it was my ex and it was not because he was unfaithful. Mm. It was totally financial situation and we literally lost everything um, within and throughout the years of our nine years and we came to a, well he came to a conclusion and a solution for him that he's moving on and it took me three years. There was a separation for three years. He moved out and um, it was bad. It was hard for me Um, having to raise my kids on my own. Um, my my sons were very young. It was difficult. I lost as much as he lost, and we both lost. Uh, I didn't see it at the time, but um, we were fighting as per normal, you know, um, trying to co-parent and things like that. I was the stubborn one. I would not want anything from my ex based on how I felt. I had bitterness and anger within myself, and um, I had to ask the Lord, at a time to come and heal me. Uh, it didn't come in, 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 in full form, but it came in packages. You know, um, like I said, I like being real. So this is just a real talk. Some people pretend and say, ah, man, you know, God came through. No, nah, it wasn't that easy about God coming through. He will come through at his time and not mm. our time. And that our time is we want it now, mm. you know. And um, for me, I could say I literally just exposed myself to God's work. I was exploited, exploiting myself. And um, I've allowed God to do just what he wanted to do with me. And I could see how I was elevating in the spirit. And, and, um, but it, didn't, it did not actually help. It did not heal me. You know, it, it, it made me stagnant inside because I was trying to deny what I'm actually really feeling on the inside. Um, back and forth, my ex came back and he wanted to, to reconcile. Unfortunately, I said no. I was okay with the fact that um, I've had two kids. I never had anybody after him until now. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there's quite a... Th- th- there's a lot I can I can share with you, but my encouragement, you know, for those out there that even want to go and walk open eyes into marriage, not knowing what you want out of that and not knowing who you are, um, I would say for me, 20 years back, I would say 20 odd years back, it was all about wanting to do the right thing, 
where you are right now. Some some of these youngsters today, I listen to Mikhail, I listen to all of you, and I'm like, wow, I wish I was one of you back then. Because at the end of the day, you're experiencing life, you're loving life. I literally had to grow up with my, my, with my kids, you know, to come to a, a, a fulfillment of knowing that you, you know that you're going to reap at the end of the day, whatever you sow now, whatever you invest in your youth right now is so important because at the end of the day, you're going to be reaping. There is um, this thing I told my ex-husband when he came back to me after the three years saying that, listen, can't we work out things and, and, and whatever. And I said, no, you know, not because um, I don't love you. I would probably always love you, but it's because I think I'm done. We're done. It's because I know who I am now. Mm-hmm. I thought I was something when I was with you. Because we, be- we become, when we married, we become something and we become someone that we don't even know who we are. you bonding with someone. You're living with that person for so many years. You are family, having kids, you know, little people that's just like him and that's just like her. So you're forming something you can't just detach yourself from. And, and, and I think that within that three years, I could literally see something else developing on the inside of me, maturity, perhaps, I would say. And I need to encourage you coming back. I need to encourage you. When he came to me, I looked at him. I felt so much of pity for him, you know, because I think that my, my grandma and my granddad, before we got married, um, they actually cried at my wedding, you know, and not wanting me to get married to him. But it was my choice. And I went through it. And when I looked at him that day when he came and I said, you remember that day? You remember when my granddad said that um, I don't want you guys getting married? And I looked at him and I said, but I want him. I want us to get married. We're going to start a family. And I had everything awaiting for me, my future, my career, but I chose a man. And um, I reminded him and I said that we together decided we're going to build together. Whatever I needed, I'm going to get within this marriage. Whatever he needed, we're going to build together, you know, um, our empire and everything. Within that years, I reminded him that very day about our business we had together. Everything just fallen. Why? Because so- certain things happened within which I can't disclose over 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 year. But um, I discovered, and I looked at him, and I, I felt so much pity. But within that, I've released him, and I said, "You know, um, today is the day that I can say that I love you with the love of God, and I thank you for giving my kids to to uh, for giving." Me, two boys, you know, and um, being able to father them. Um, and for the years behind, no bitterness is between the two of us. It's been a rough road ever since, you know, not understanding because we both developed into two different people. Today he's, he's doing very well in Sweden, you know, um, doing very well for himself. He's a pastor himself in his own way. And um, my kids is with him. And that is because some time we've just discovered we need to have some understanding you know um to understand your partner or your your child's father or child's mother is very important for the sake of your kids um i think i'm going on and on and on (laughs) um 
there's so much. Uh, I think in this space, I, I won't be able to tell you everything um, or to share with you. But my encouragement is that when you are there thinking that um, divorce, it leaves, it leaves something behind most definitely. Divorce is a sin most definitely, I believe so. But if you're on the other side where I was, what do I do? Uh, God still lifted me. He healed me. And he made me a better person. I have more value within myself. I stand today as a woman of God, you know, looking back and saying that I have conquered. And with the grace of God, God is my rock at the end of the day. You know, it cost me to pray. It cost me to leave and to break pieces of myself within me. It wasn't easy. You know, I was mocked because I was divorced. I was one of the leaders in the church within the years of my divorce. And, you know, people did not, women did not want to be surrounded or social with me because I'm a divorcee. You know, the husbands or the boyfriends or things like that. And you know what God taught me within that. And, and <laughs> today I look back and say thank you because it's matured me today. I even counsel many of these ladies which is very surprising, you know. Um, and when I think about the reason why I got divorced, it, weren't, it, was, it was never because of infidelity or, or having an affair, my husband or whatever. And counseling ladies today, they're still in their marriage, you know. They're still in the marriage, but they has, they're knowing, knowing their husbands are having an affair, sleeping mm. out, you know, not coming home. I thank God that I did not go through that. Mm. You know, people can say these are divorced for many reasons. Some just don't, they're just not compatible. They just don't, can't be together no more. They, it's not reconcilable or things is not working because she's got a kid and it's not mine. He's got a child and it's not mine. You know, he's got an ex that's too much. But at the end of the day, our story becomes our own and we need to find our own story. Mm -hmm. And our own story is to tell the truth about who we are and who we can become and who we become within our adversities and our challenges and our turmoil in life. Um, don't think that um, I'm just being real I'm trying to just put in everything um, this moment but don't think that because uh, even men some men are going through divorce and it's the woman and we get women that's abusing men um, in our today's marriages and lives you know um, there's so many things happening and we would be questioned but what happened and um, we criticize one another because they've heard and, and accusations and assumptions has been made or people making assumptions and accusations, which is so unlawful and it's unfair and ungodly. You know, um, if we can just try and be a help. I've been through hell, I would say, you know, um, today still. Uh, it's been a long, it's been a long road for me. And today I can still say that it's not easy you know, with having my children to be across the borders, uh, it's mm -hmm. very far from me. They there for a better future would have known. I would have said a divorcee, you know, and a couple like us, you know, but my children are prosperous. Mm -hmm. You know, my son is an, an amazing athlete for Sweden, one of the tops 
um, I don't want to boast, but he, God has really favored my kids and my young son are studying medicine. I can only but thank the Lord for what he has done. Mm. Um, it all starts with you and who you are. And we, even within your mistakes, I would say I made a mistake when I got married, uh, but I had to go through it. At the end of the day, um, I became who God wanted me to become, and I'm still going on. Mm. Not saying that it's easy, uh, that's finished. Uh, my road is, my journey is still awaiting. I'm still going to travel and speak more. I thought that I'm an introvert, but I thank yeah, God I was, today. I was about to say, um, <laughs> introvert, what? Yeah. I told you we'd bring it out of you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't want to, I don't know if I should I, stop or whatever. I think the, the, the important thing to know is that, you know, um, even through our mistakes, you know, God still loves us. Really and um, it's not, life is not an easy journey. And we trust God for every step that we make. And even when we fail, God will still be there and assist through mm-hmm. that, through that mistake, as I say. Um, and I think this was very important that you spoke about because there's a lot of young people that are marrying and divorcing. I mean, I think I know someone that married uh, one of my age group peers mm-hmm. uh, got married for nine months and divorced oh my yeah some people are doing it for one month or even just a year and get divorced and you know so, some women that are christian based women and do find themselves in this they very hard on themselves based mm-hmm. on whether they've made the decision or have not not condoning it but know that it's not the end right there you know yes god still loves you god still is there through your journey and um, I feel like to say for the for the for the other people out there, like the the uh, you know the the pastors, sisters, the church people, you know, sometimes you don't know you judging a situation or judging a person based on a mistake that was made can really push someone off the edge, mm. and um, makes it very difficult to even. Go to God because you know your church. You still need that. That uh, I can. How can I say? Word in from a church. Mm. Uh, you still need your pastor to kind of. Um, you still need to go to, to church. Basically, is what mm. I'm saying. And sometimes a person gets so despondent because you know this mistake that you have made and um, or you found yourself in, uh, and you 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 tend to run away from church because what is this one going to say? What is that one going to say? Mm. When we are supposed to just be a shoulder to cry on for each other yeah like in my time i remember that um my anchor like i said i'm i literally i could have been on the streets i could have gone to clubs gone and do clubs with my two little kids you know with um within that and and church was there the doors were open god number one is there and he was there but church the church doors were open it will always be open for anybody and everybody i think that um it's the people on the inside i don't want to get too 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 um personal but you know it's it's us it's the people on the inside is that's actually becoming the problem in the church Mm -hmm. you know um, like i said earlier we are supposed to be the church me you zoe you know, we're supposed to be the church, and, and, and what is that? So if we can have that characteristics, you know, and, and practice those things, you know, within the Christianity, within the gospel, within the youth, within the adult world, within children or whatever, you know, we can become greater and better people. It cost me to come to an understanding that um, 
what I went through, I had to go through to yeah. become who I am today. That's most important. Yeah, I didn't get counseling. Myself and my ex-husband never got counseling. When I listened to these young flicks and, and, and divorces and so on, I'm like, you have everything on the platter. The pastors and churches are there to give you counseling. Mm. I don't know what would have happened if I had the opportunity to have counseling for my marriage or mm. for whatever, but it was not, it wasn't there, it wasn't available, you know, um, and therefore it was difficult for me. But now people are just divorcing, not even going for counseling. Some go mm. for counseling, but it find it so easy. And I believe you me, it's not the right thing to do. If you get married, make sure who you are and want you, mm. what you want to be. It's no use. I'm going to tell you that don't get divorced. Don't at the end of the day, you will find out after five years within the marriage who you became with that person. Mm. So first be, and first try and be, uh, find out who you are before you want to go and get attached to a, someone as another human, to be it straight. Wow. That, that last part that you said, I think that was extremely important. Mm. Very sound advice. You know, people in Michaela and I's age group are getting married left, right and center. Mm. You can't even log on social media without seeing someone getting proposed to. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day... That is very important to know who you're marrying so that you but at the end of the day as well, everything you go through like mm. is for a reason, you know, mm. and I God still too. loves you despite what happens. Mm. And I just like to thank you for being extremely vulnerable with us yeah. on yeah. air today and telling us everything. I know that the words you've said will genuinely resonate with so many people. And I think that it's extremely important for young people to hear this message mm. from someone who can give them advice, but they also have experience, you know, so they yeah. know what they're talking about. Yeah, thank you so much. It was amazing having you with us and sharing, I know, your deepest things that it's not easy to Some just, yeah, yeah. It's not easy to just put out there, you know. Yeah. So mm. thank you. Thank you. We'd love to have you on again, Amen. but we have to wrap up the interview for now. Okay. <laughs> So we are in the Did You Know section of the show, and I have an interesting Bible fact for you guys. Now, the title of this fact is just, where did Egypt come from? And I know when I say that, y'all are probably thinking, uh, the earth. So, like, <laughs> so like I just want to clarify like what I mean by that. For those of you who maybe are hotly interested in the debates between creationists and people who believe in evolution, many people tie... Um, Egypt, like they use Egypt as a means to say that, you know, the Bible can't possibly be accurate because all these things that happened, other things happened like a million years ago in Egypt. Even I think some of the dates they put to when the pyramids were built. But I just like to say this is uh, often contested because, like I said, secular dating methods do place Egypt as being much older than it is. But there is one interesting clue that can be found in scriptures. So Mizraim, the son of Ham, the son of man, one of the greats in the Bible, um, he led a colony into Egypt. And according to biblical texts, um, the Hebrew word for Egypt is actually Mizraim, which means, which can also be translated to the land of Ham. And this can be found in Psalm 105 verses 23 and 27. So this should mean that the colonization of Egypt occurred after the Tower of Babel was 
dissipated and could not be built, therefore showing the Bible's historical accuracy. I think that's just very interesting. Like if Egypt is his, like historically known as like the land of Ham, I, I don't know why, but I immediately like forgot like their father, the father of Ham and the, he had two brothers and yeah, but that was one of the earlier figures in the Bible. And if the land of Egypt was um, known as their land, I think that's got something to say because should it not have had an earlier name? You know, Zoe, I would love to help you with that. But there's just this thing with pastors' kids. Like, I think the Bible is so drilled in us that we easily forget. Yeah, it's very true because I, I remember his story, but I... Same. Yeah. So I just can't get to the name. Yeah, I'm, I need... To. <laughs> I think we're going to have to go into the next section of the show and then that will give me enough time to quickly find out what it is. Wow, Zoe. <laughs> but yeah, let's go on into the Bible quiz. Michaela has some questions for you. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. So we are in the Bible quiz section of the evening. It's my fun part, right, Zoe? It really is fun, especially <laughs> when we remember whose dad is who. By the way, you guys... <laughs> Ham's dad is Noah. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I guys. It did take Zoe some time to get that one, <laughs> but we will pray for her. I I knew it in the back of my head. But really? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you now? Yeah. Something oh, like oh, that. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to the topic. Okay, we in the Bible section, Bible quiz section of the evening, and the question tonight is: Name one of the two birds Noah sent from the ark. Hmm. I feel like if I want to give y'all a clue. Uh, no, Zoe, after that experience before. <laughs> but before no. you know, my clue could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> like, after what just happened. So maybe don't trust me, actually. Mm, so what would you think it would be? I was going to say one of the birds is like a symbol of peace. But mm. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a symbol of peace. And the other one is like a symbol of death. And do we have time to tell them or should we go into another song? Let's give the audience a few minutes to send us some SMSs and then when we give them the answer, we'll give them the correct answer, answer as yep. well. <laughs> Tweet us at IMYMovement. So, Zoe, it's, I think it's time to give them that answer. Yeah. Yes, indeed it is. Could you just say it for them again to jog their memory for a bit? We had such a fun song. I wouldn't be surprised if they forgot completely when we asked them. So the question was, name one of the two birds Noah sent from the ark. Now, if you said a raven or a dove, guys, y'all are right. Mm-hmm. It was both of them. Yes. You, either one, you got it. Yes. And if you remembered my tip, it was actually not wrong. (laughs) So the dove is a symbol of peace in many cultures and in other cultures or some of the same cultures, the raven can also be a symbol of death. I don't know how these birds come to be these different things because, you know, who decides these things? Mm. In many cultures, owls are actually terrible omens. And in other cultures, they're symbols of wisdom. So it's interesting how, yeah, in many African cultures. They are. If you see an owl, it's like it's over. But <laughs> it's death. <laughs> Literally death. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's interesting how we get to jump to these conclusions. But what's also interesting is how quickly that hour flew by. I know, right? Exactly. It's like we're almost at eight o'clock. And, you know, we had such a fun show with cool things to do, interesting tips, a very vulnerable but important and incredibly mm 
useful interview that I think if you know anyone who's about to get married or is considering getting married or is maybe feeling a certain way about a new change in their life, perhaps they're going through a breakup or a divorce of sorts and they feel like no one understands them. I think this is quite the interview you must send to them. Like mm. it would resonate with them on levels I can only dream of because I have not been able to get to that point yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zoe. <laughs> Hopefully you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, hopefully we 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 pray you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was great being on air with you guys. We're going to be back again at the same time next week for another fun day, for another power hour. You guys don't want to miss it. Definitely. So from myself and Zoe, we are out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.